Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. We have Jared. AEW Jared at this point. AEW Jared. <laughs> After this week, maybe. Being overseen here by the titular Ray, omnipresent, making sure we do this right, production, all that other stuff. Okay. I did not get to see the pay-per-view. We're planning to go and watch it after we leave this room of recording today. Jared, would you tell us something about what I have read, rave reviews of, one of the great nights in the history of at least modern pro wrestling? I think it was probably the best pay-per-view start to finish I've ever seen live. I think that's that's easy. I guess I've only been watching for about two, two and a half years maybe. Um, but I, I think it's it's pretty cleanly in the top. It might be their best pay per view. It was. I think the pacing was phenomenal from beginning to end. I think there were a lot of really great moments, uh, not just in terms of pure wrestling ability, but like character moments as well. Right. Uh, I thought the women's match ended up being really good. Just no holds barred. Really good. I think Chris Statlander's improved a lot. I think Britt Baker showed that she's also she keeps improving. Right. Just bell to bell, awesome, phenomenal. Right. Um, Maybe the best tag match I've ever seen. I have I have heard that the Penta Bucks match is either the best tag match or the best cage match. Cage match people have ever seen. It's crazy. Well, there. Wouldn't you say those teams? The talent is there. Oh, absolutely. And they that, they right. stretched it out and uh, just unreal. Like right. I, when I was watching it. I was hyped out of my mind. After it was over, I literally I had to like sit back on the couch. I was like, man, that was crazy. An interesting thing, and it's a question I posed to you. Did you feel like the introductions of Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole overshadowed the main event? I think so. In, it, to some capacity, because the actual match itself I thought was like great. Right. Just, just Christian Cage doesn't do bad. Kenny doesn't do bad. I thought the actual pacing of the match to get the crowd back into it after such a hectic night, I thought that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The crowd was really invested by the end. It being somewhat of almost of a foregone conclusion in addition to the debuts is kind of what's making it be overshadowed. Right. Um, that being said, I was still extremely happy in and out the show. I was like, dang. Right. Poor Christian. Well, I thought it was interesting that when Christian loses, you know, you have Kenny running his mouth about being the greatest or whatever. And then when Adam Cole comes down, it is an attempt to me. It was an attempted swerve in mm-hmm. that we're going to make you think this is the debut when the real debut's coming. Yes. And I didn't. Here's the thing is like I heard people talking about, well, that's how you do it. And I'm like, come on. Realistically, we all knew that Adam Cole Adam Cole was never re-signing with WWE. His wife and his best friends worked somewhere else. That was especially, never... Especially after the Twitch thing. He really likes streaming. He loves streaming. None of that matters. His wife works <laughs> at a And all of his old and best his friends. his best friends all work there. <laughs> they could have said, you could keep your Twitch. We'll let you kick Roman to sleep in 32 seconds. And we'll give you all the money in the world. And he still would have been like... Uh, my buddies are over here. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, it, it just did the truth. My wife is over there. I want to. And here's the thing: if their relationship is such that he feels like a little bit of distance makes us fonder, then maybe he would have thought of something else. Maybe. But if he likes being around his wife, then he's most gonna people go to that do. Show, right? That's why you get married. Okay. 
So uh, that was a foregone conclusion from the jump. When we found out that WWE couldn't get a deal done with with Japan, mm-hmm. we knew that it was over yeah. and Daniel was leaving because Daniel wants to wrestle. He's been wrestling this group of people. He, regardless of how much he may or may not like WWE, mm-hmm. which he he's been he was he's been both, very amicable. Both were very uh, adultish. Yes, in, in their departure, he's just like listen, what I wanted was not what they were wanting to give me. If that makes sense, or even could or they offer. were they were wanting or yes could offer. I think is is the most important bit, right? Because they tried. Yes, you know, uh, but the I fact hear is, they they tried. They were like willing to let him be in the G one. Yeah, um, right. but AEW ends up like swooping in and kind of accelerating their relationship with New Japan. Well, it was an established one. Yeah, it, yeah, it and, was something and, that and had already existed. If you're New existed. Japan, WWE is offering you one star once. AEW is is offering you to be spot, partners spots on main events in, in a time period too, yes. where it looks like Japan may need to implement some. It's been beneficial to them to have Jericho come in. It's been beneficial to them to have Mox come in. This is a relationship that they can use business-wise. Absolutely. Because they can influx talent every now and then. You know what I mean? And make it better. So moving on to Dynamite, because all this winds up getting covered again through the rest of the week. Um, AEW, we get uh, Dustin attacking pre-match here. Dustin Malachi Black. uh, It ends up being Dustin's so good. It's I I think I, t- I texted you where I was just like, dude, they need to put that dude in a lab and like figure out what is up with his body where he can still do. But that. I told you the secret: blood transfusion. Yeah, blood transfusion. He has to get him post match quite often from his brother. <laughs> <laughs> they got Cody. That's why Cody's off TV is because they got him hooked up to a machine. It's a cocktail. It's a co- it, it, it's a cocktail <laughs> of of Cody's blood and um, vampire blood, and it, it seems to work for him. It does. It really does. He is it's a crazy. he is a great pro wrestler right now, and he always has been a great pro wrestler right now. I, I said to you earlier, he and Randy Orton remind me of each other in that way. The 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 one scoop slam, yeah, is very similar. It's and so that good. Probably is what just immediately clicks with me in both. But also, both make wrestling look easy. It's so easy for those dudes, and it's they crazy. pace their matches very well. And they, they you know, their move sets. In a lot of ways, aren't similar, but they do have those few things, and they're both very long. The way that yeah, the way they move, the way their bodies are structured is, is right. similar. Right, long and, uh, torsos, long limbs. Right, right. It just so happens that you know, Dustin spent a long time, and I'm I'm a person who does enjoy the the gold dust gimmick. I thought that was I thought it worked for him. I get if he got tired of wearing. It doesn't look like he got tired of wearing the suit because he still wears a suit similar. Yeah, now, but. <laughs> Um, I do feel like he is a great, great example of a guy who took who has just been able to excel and get a reboot in a career. What a story! You know, absolutely. You know, you you have you have issues inside of yourself that you can't overcome substance abuse, and then you do get get it handled a little bit to some degree, and you manage to have a reboot in your career, and you get to. Go out there and put out bangers with you know this guy Malachi is fantastic and you get a he banger. He was great with him. in this match. He was, he was, and he allowed there to be some back and forth. Yes, and I and I like that he does wind up you know the the exposed turnbuckle be- early in the match becomes a portion of the match as we go on and getting to it becomes a piece of the story inside of the story. Yes, 
the spinning heel kick puts him away on the shoulder. But that's all right. Dustin's pretty tall to kick yeah, in the head. Yeah, I, I, when I saw that, I was like, I, I'll, give, I'll give him that one. That one's that one's tough. And also, he had already hit his head on the buckle, so I wasn't. Obligatory, Dustin was spitting up blood somehow at the end. I, that dude bites the inside of his cheek or something, man. Every single match, he just walk around gnawing on it him. the day before. God love him. The world's partying with the Lucha Brothers because we're all very happy that, that they – have been anointed champs and we get this come get some promo, which I, I enjoyed. Miro has a little back and forth and you notice now that Miro is not done with Eddie. No, I think they're going to probably have a rematch at the Arthur Ashe Center in New York. I think that's great. Home location for Eddie. Dude. Okay. So this is interesting. You popped into my head right now. We'll throw it out there. Tony did a little patting on the back of himself after this the episode of Rampage where he says, Something to the effect of it won't happen every night, but it's really neat to see these guys go over in their hometown. Kind of a how great am I thing, but by the same token, I don't know if it happens every time because I felt like Eddie's got a real shot winning it in New York. Yeah, <laughs> and it almost feels like maybe he was letting you know. I don't know if I'm gonna take it off Miro just yet. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just kind of throw it out there to soften the blow. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if so, that's good product. That's a good, good, yeah. good idea, you know. Um, Punk comes out, the huge pop, of course, and then he tells us that he'll never lie to us, which he's told us for years, and to our knowledge, he's followed, followed through with that. Um, he lies in this promo. How did he do that? Tell me. Uh, so when Taz is just like... Is Taz saying you keep keep the members of Team Taz's names out of your mouth? You listed them on Twitter, and Punk's like, I didn't do that. He absolutely did. <laughs> like in February, he was like, which someone asked him which AEW guys would he want to fight, and he said Starks and Hobbs specifically. Oh, I thought maybe I thought I thought that, well, okay. I, I guess I just say that because I thought this promo was a little weird because he was like punking Taz, and I was like, but, but I, like I remember that. I was like, I remember you calling out. I Those thought guys. that for a second he said no, but then he realized, oh, I think he was thinking because like in the coming. original promo, he didn't say anything yes, about it. Yes, it's true. Right, right, right. But yeah, so this winds up being a Team Taz versus, it looks like Punk will have to go through the members of yeah. Team oh, Taz. Oh, dude, give, I'm giving, I'm throwing money. I'm excited about Starks and him, for sure. Oh, there's Hobbs and him. Well, Hobbs... I want Hobbs to wrestle punks because I want Hobbs to be great. Yes. And right now, Hobbs, there's a little, he's good. It's just, and he's, he, he's, everything's there. Yes. It's just that he needs to wrestle really good wrestlers. I agree. Because there can be a little bit of a fluidity issue when he, which big guys have that issue anyway, right? And it's then, valid. But to take him, in this day and age, if you want to be where I think Hobbs can go, you need to eliminate that because, the, because everybody, now is expected to be fluid at all times in the ring. You I will don't say, get to get away with being, you know, like Hobbs's greatest asset. He has the meanest mug in the business. He does. It seems like a nice guy, but yes. When he sneers, man, I'm like, dude, like that a, dude, like a minotaur or something. Li yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, like the the ex dude, it's crazy. Oh, but when Punk ends it by saying, um, "Beat me if you can, survive if I let you." Taz just screamed, just angry. Taz was Taz hot, was son. That is my line. Gimmick infringement. Oh, my goodness, to the limit. Ruby Soho is interrupted by Britt. 
there's a little back and forth here. I liked all that. And then mm-hmm. the, the obligatory catering joke, which is, you always get that, which is fine. And then, uh, you know, the obligatory cuss word, because you have to have one in a basket. Of course. Here. And it's, it's, which it's leads us to the edgy. fact that this is where we're going, <clears throat> which is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, that ends up being a match later in the night. I look quite like that. Two match. point Hobbs versus Dante Martin. Yes. That and match was all great. I really liked it. I didn't think it was great. Oh, okay. I, great, great isn't is is too much. I thought there were what you were saying with fluidity. Moments. Several great spots. Yes, I agree. Martin is fantastic. I felt like they told a very good story, and I felt like Hobbs was the right guy to go over, and I, all of that was true, right? But it just, like I said, he's just a man. He's just a step off. But again, yeah. these two guys can have a match just as good to great. It, the next time they wrestle oh, because easy. every time they wrestle they're going to be in the ring with each other and all these things become more natural to them it, it's good for both of them because they're this, both prospects and I do feel like this is a company where very much you're expected to be a fluid athlete you know I what mean, I Kenny mean Kenny Omega is the champion correct and there, there's so many different like even I think that's one thing that holds Cage back a little Brian Yes, I is do. That yeah. he is a he he is a moment spot guy. Yes, but he does have a little bit of trouble of pop 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 pop, which could have to do with that's a lot of dude moving around. He's humongous. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Okay, Scorpio Page had their mouthpiece down. Oh, that Lambert. was terrible. It was you didn't like I it. Hated it. Really? I'm, I'm so sick of these segments. They they don't do anything and they eat up time. They eat up minutes minutes of time and they they already having trouble. Oh, I don't know if it was a multiple minute. It absolutely it was like two minutes. At least. <laughs> okay. That's multiple. Okay. That's two. <laughs> well, no, it's just the reason I hate it so much, especially in this episode, is because they they did a really bad job timing this episode. Okay. So the main event had seven minutes, and I was like, "This sucks." And, and, they and, did. And, they literally didn't even finish Suzuki's theme song. I just I'm so mad. Uh, How do you have Minoru Suzuki and you don't finish his theme song? The Kaze Ninare is a big part of why seeing him is so cool. And your knee-jerk reaction is where do I get those two minutes from? And easily you could have got it from this segment. From this lame Dan Lambert guy. I don't... (laughs) I wouldn't so much mind it if Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky were like wrestling. Like if they were on the product wrestling dudes and showing off that they were the tough guys. I I wouldn't care as much. But if everything that we get from this gimmick is Dan Lambert standing up there yakking for a couple minutes. Right. It's like, yeah, okay. One thing I will say, though, is one thing AEW does, and I don't know if it's the plan, but you will see a guy be like, with Miro for a long time, I was like, why is he in this mess? And then, boom, he's the champ. Like and You'll see great, a guy yeah. and you think they're they floundering or whatever. Next thing, like, uh, Penta. Penta, yeah. They just got the belts, right? Stack champ. I was like, what are they doing with these two superheroes? It was building them for up. all this time. Well, they, a lot of times they weren't doing anything for a little while, but by the same token, eventually they do get back to them. It's yes. just they're, and like you they, they just are throwing a lot at you all the time, and there's not that much time. And eventually, like somebody gets out of the rotation for a minute, and then they come back to them. But it's MJF time. And it's rat time, according to Giovanni. And we have a Potbelly Pig reference. We have a Shitsanati reference, which is a mess. This we was have, a, a segment. I, I, did I, not, have... I did not have as much of an issue with what he said to Linda as some people did. No, as I, the I whole thing about the teenage pregnant. Which first of all, she's not a teenager. She, yeah, she's... 
It, it just, I didn't. In 20s, at least. This was not, a lot of times with MJF, to me, he goes for low-lying fruit mm-hmm. and shock factor. And it works for people, and people love him or hate him or love to hate him. The methany thing, I thought, was, dude, that lady's not even on the show. Yeah, that, I thought Her that family was... won't speak to her. She's not getting paid for any of this. So taking a shot at her on her couch is a little whatever, it's dude. A little, yeah. Right? And then I, the thought, whole, I thought that was that was questionable. The, the whole swap. Like, like, Linda's right there, and anything that they say to her, she, she probably agreed to. Right. Anything they say to her, they probably the, passed the, by her beforehand. The, you know, even to the point, everything that led up to the, I almost got abortion out of my mouth before he hit me. All of that made me go, come on, man. You can, I get it, dude. I feel like, I he, so I feel like, like he could do better. And it was just, like, he I, could. I get, I, he doesn't have to do that. He's great. I get the purpose of this segment was to get over Pillman in his hometown. I get that. But right. for MJF to come off a devastating loss and immediately just... I don't know. The whole segment just rubbed me the wrong way. Well, the other thing was, it felt to me like all of this foulness was for the moment where he tells Wardlow to stand over there and look pretty. Yes, that was great. I did like that part. But that was the purpose of this, right? Yes, but it was just, I, I, I feel like it was clumsily done, and it went on for a while. It was a long segment. Again, you could have got a minute <laughs> or two for something else out of this, right? Yeah, please. Uh, what was next? Next, you wind up with oh well, Pillman comes out to mm. defend. Yes, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay, so then we get the uh, the Mox promo where he says uh, multiple "Welcome to the Jungle" references, Guns N' Roses song because the Bengals play and they call themselves the Jungle where they play at. So that that's where that's all coming from. I didn't know that until now. That makes more sense though. Right, correct. There was a lot of sports references over the two episodes because Cincinnati has the Reds and the and the Bengals and, and all of that. But yes, and of course Axel screams, You're going to die in that song, which is awesome. Die. That Mox brings it up. It's the freaking greatest song. Like just awesome. Uh and greatest it's a good opening, way to get hot opening chords to a song. Oh, dude. Did it's, the echo on him? It's Unreal. really up there. You know what I mean? And then when he starts running down to lead into the Axel doing the ambulance sounding. Yes. Or the warning calling on a military base, whatever that noise is that comes out of his face when he gets the like siren. That. Yeah, 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 that yeah. rules. Jamie Hayter. That's my blood pumping. Right, really of course. Does. Of course. So did this. J- Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho. I know you liked it. I liked Talk it about a lot. It. Uh, I even really liked the moment where they kind of like botched a move. Uh, the one where Ruby's up on her shoulders and it ends up being kind of just like a face buster scenario. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've I've grown to appreciate little inconsistencies in matches more. Right. right. Um, there was one in the Brit Chris Statlander match mm-hmm. where it looks like Brit goes for a curb stomp and messes up, and I actually appreciated that as a moment because I was like, huh. I was like, it looks like she actually messed up and like couldn't get it off. Rather than you know, you know how people really have like rehearsed misses, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I can't believe it, you know. But I don't know for 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 it to just be like a legitimate looking mistake. I, I kind of dig that. Yeah, but she manages it, to flip into something else real quickly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there wasn't like a weird pause. It looks like she messed up and then she had to you know just start something else. Or to turn around and do. Uh, that's what I, one thing I hate is when they mess a move up. And they stick they, with it. Oh, it's and terrible. And they just have to redo it's the terrible. move. It's like, no, just go to something else. They, you know I mean? I, but I think... But I guess, been, too, some people are able to 
that would be the difference between I'm a good wrestler as long as we're rehearsing mm-hmm. and I'm used to calling the match. Yes. Yes, there's a huge difference with that. You know, I think they've been good about it in AEW too, where they tend not to. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you see them mess up a spot, and then they'll kind of like do a couple things, and then maybe go back to it. Right, that's how you do it. That's perfectly fine. That, that's the way I think you should do it. Yes, I thought Ruby looked great. I think Jamie Hader. I'm really impressed with Jamie Hader in general. Uh, so I'm huge, huge on both of them. I like the match. You really like the way Hader's been selling herself for other people. As it's in, crazy. Uh, the move sets, absorbing punishment, that kind of thing. Yeah, she gets like a velvet, red velvet hits her with a spear at the pay-per-view yeah at the pay-per-view and it looks like she just folds in half it's crazy right right it, it, I mean wild I'm really impressed with Hater, and I really like Soho right banger um, theme post-match we get some craziness and Statlander comes out and helps we're setting up a three-on-three match at the Rampage episode we'll get into that later Atelier and FTR talk a little bit Atelier kind of calls out Sting then we have this weird backstage segment with the Dark Order in which um, Anna Jay kind of lays down the law and everybody getting their crap straight. And then we have a match here, and I felt like this was a match to set up um, Dark Order. Dark Order and further imploding, conflict. and then Anna Jay up on the apron or up on the aisle looking at them crazily. Um, Let's talk though. FTR and Sean Spears wind up getting the dub, and we wind up getting... We're setting up the match nobody knew we needed. Tully freaking Blanchard versus the Stinger, baby. That's going to bang. That's going to bang. Yeah, all the joints popping in that match. <laughs> the, the, Tully, uh, dude, this is, that's just crazy. But whatever. I'm sure they're going I think he's talking. I think he's just talking crazy. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Caster versus Pillman will be on Rampage. The Elite wind up introing Adam Cole, and I felt like this was a good little segment here. Mm-hmm. Omega talks himself up. Cole did a good job of, if you noticed, I noticed, Cole did a very good job of talking up Omega and the Bucks and never mentioned the Good Brothers. Very funny, and also <laughs> the right move. <laughs> okay, and then, of course, uh, Brian Danielson comes out, and he says, you know, you say you're the greatest wrestler in the world. I'll bite, or basically, you're not on my level. I All this was good. It was fine. Good way to intro it all, right? Uh, Brian slaps him upside the head, puts him in the yes lock, the elite attack, uh, Jurassic Express, Christian, uh, Kazarian, Kazarian, fight fight him off a little bit and hold the ring. Uh, I'm excited about all of this going down. Every, every single bit of this has been like mm-hmm. well, instant I, I, adrenaline. I, I'll be honest with you, I would like to see a Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole match. Uh, yes, please. You any know? literally <laughs> any one of these guys, mm-hmm. any of them. Adam Cole Christian is going to be a good match. Absolutely, and, we, and Adam Cole is. He might. Depending on who you are, some people may like Adam Cole as a wrestler better than maybe Punk at this point. I doubt. I doubt it. But when I say I, I, when I rattle off people I don't mind seeing Adam Cole in matches with, obviously any of those with Punk or Daniel Bryan, I'm over the moon for as well. Unreal. Right. Okay. So good. Mox 
And Minoru Suzuki is your main event of the evening, seven minute long. So I'm going to guess that you were a little flustered by parts Not of that. Thrilled. It did also end a little like abruptly. My, uh, Suzuki he was got busted. Like yeah, he got busted open. Yeah, right. He had to get like seven stitches over his. I don't even know where he got busted open. Well, maybe though. Mox should quit chewing on people. Yeah, you're right. Mox just chews on people. Like what on earth, dude? Suzuki's getting older too. You know the skin doesn't repair quite as well. Well, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't think he bit no. him and broke his skin. <laughs> no. I think he hit his head on the ground or something. Yeah, like so that. I don't know. Yeah, but it just. Um, I do think that maybe Mox should keep his mouth to himself, though. It 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 he bothers just, he me. He bites. He bites people all the time. He bites. That yeah. doesn't show ferociousness to me. It just is a lack of. He's just a weirdo. Well, <laughs> dude, your mouth is germy. It's nasty. Just don't do that. But anyway, okay, so the match was it was fine. The match for was good was, for what right, it was. Right, I, right. I'm just disappointed that it couldn't go longer. Evidently, Lance Archer and Suzuki are coming back to issue a new challenge, which is fine by me. Well, if they came back, we could get them in uh, Eddie and Mox. AEW is the best wrestling company in the whole world. I just whenever I think of matches like that, where I'm like, am I going right. to see Suzuki Goon square up with Mox and Eddie? I'm like, this, yeah. this, this rules. Okay, now my dreams are coming true every week. Right, right. <laughs> well, the fusion of not so much the fusion of Impact with with AEW, but the fusion of although I will say I did watch Impact this week, and there were some neat. Little things as Christian is having this neat little uh, nostalgia tour back in his old stomping grounds, and he goes and gets with Saban and talks Eddie Edwards and uh, Timmy Callahan into helping him out with uh, a crew against Ace Austin, and Ace all Austin, that. his bad guys, and all that. That's such neat, right? And Chris Bay is telling a story about the New Japan thing, which is good too over there. I hope but, they put him in Best of the Super Juniors. I think that's the whole reason why he's in Bullet Club. It works by me. Right. But the the fusion of New Japan and AEW has been something for a long time now. Well, even pre-AEW because Jericho was there for a little yes. bit too, which kind of jumpstarts all this. Did Jericho Omega, someone posted about it recently, but I do think that match was, was a turning point for the industry as a whole. I think that you could circle more so... Cody was the one with the balls to say, I can do it if mm-hmm. you give me the bucks in Omega. The reason why I think he thought he could do it was Jericho Omega. Yeah, absolutely. And, because and, Jericho Omega puts a lot of eyes on the product. People and, watch it for Jericho and people see, oh, wow, Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> and they also saw, well, maybe Okada is. They Yeah, they watch the rest of the show and they see. Well, maybe Jay White is. The best and you any know number I mean? of and people, so, Naito, those, Tanahashi, you're all exposed. Those, right, all those things we were talking about on these episodes about New Japan pre AW really jumping off point, um, or uh, the the initial phases of AW. All those things really jumpstart with the painkiller presence in 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 New Japan. You can't. You, we're not thanking as, Chris Jericho enough. <laughs> we we dunk we dunk critical, on him every. I can be critical of Chris, but I don't think you can. We dunk on him every soul. week. But that being said, Chris Jericho is a massively influential figure, and there will be well books written about how influential he has been. And some of them he won't write. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but if you take if you include the fact that Vince proves 
by grabbing Jericho, a, cru- a, a cruiserweight that was never even going to be the main guy in the cruiserweight division, and creating a star and having him go over Austin and them, and then having that guy be hugely influential in all of the episodes until he goes away to do something, comes back, goes away. And every time he comes back, he again is on He's top. a big deal. And Chris, you can't underwrite the fact that Chris understands self-promotion better than most and reinvention better than most. If you include that and then you say, okay, and then there's this, that, that's a watershed, at least a couple of weeks that becomes a watershed moment in that series of battles. Oh, sure. It changes wrestling altogether. Then you say, okay, well, the painkiller moment does that as well. You can't really deny, like, I wouldn't put him in a conversation with the Angles and the Michaels as Bing Bing, Bell to Bell greatest. Yeah. But moments in time, what affected the current balance of pro wrestling and how it is, I don't know who's further. Like, if, if, you, if, you, if you say to me he is the GOAT, tell me why. That's where I lean. Absolutely. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Okay, Strong so agree. let's get into Rampage. Rampage starts out hot with Andrade and Pac. I loved it. I loved it. Loved the match. It was the, great. The ending I didn't like that much in the moment because I wanted like this definitive thing, but when you realize what the ending really means, two things. A, it means we're getting this again on a bigger stage. Please. Match was fantastic. Match was Andrade did things that make you wonder how a man his size. That spinning plancha he does, where he just he seems to magically speed up and yeah. then slow down again. Right? How? Incredible. I don't get it. Incredible. Now, and Pac is also a fantastic athlete, and he did multiple things. They told a great story. The the dislike for each other didn't seem to matter as much after a little bit as the fact that they were trying to see who was the better performer. Yeah, there was a point where Andrade had switched from being, this guy's not good enough to be with me, I have to prove him wrong, to, huh, all He right. is really good. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's why he, at the end of the match, Chavo ends up cheating to help Andrade win. Then Andrade smokes Chavo and is like, Andrade, I don't want that. Andrade gets out of the ring and Chavo lets him know what happened. Because he was... It actually in a hold when Chavo Yeah, cheats. the brutalizer. Jesus, what a move. Right. And so Andrade, in turn, doesn't look happy with what Chavo said. No. And we don't get the final verdict on that till it gets a little bit up the rampway and he drops him. Now, Penta had run down. Penta and Phoenix had run down to pull the other member of their crew off the apron who somehow had some form of a cattle prod. Uh, like the, the taser. A, a small it was taser. Wild. Right. It was really loud. Making popping noises, right? But that being said, Andrade looks to be maybe moving away from Chavo for sure. And also the I wasn't a part of that move to Phoenix and Penta makes me wonder, do we wind up with the four of them together in some way? Did it would be interesting if Pac were to have won his respect in that manner. Also, there is a guy who is now a free agent that would that could be a manager that is very close to an Andrade's significant other. Interesting that a guy that wrestles in a suit or a guy that wears a suit to the ring walking out there with the nature boy Ric Flair. Would be interesting. Interesting, right? Don't you think that's interesting? Flair's not doing anything. He could use a little money. That's true. 
You know, he could always use a little money. Flair, I'm Flair likes a little attention every now and then. Andrade is a freaking superstar. They get along. You can see they. I mean, they basically go around the country playing with each other whenever yeah, they're not wrestling. Yeah, they're wrestling in pools and stuff. They're yeah. hanging out. Right. So why not put that on screen and let them do their thing? I, or whatever they want to do. This will work. Andrade's too good for it not to. Oh, you yeah. Know? Literally any possibility is going to be right. Sting, juicy. Stinger and Darby call out Tully and Sean. And Tully, I thought that Tully was meandering when he yeah. was talking. And then I but realized the point. Yeah. Yeah, he was meandering because he was just trying to keep Sting preoccupied while Sean jumps. Darby... Darby called Sean generic as whatever cuss word he came up with. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was. It, it is funny. It's because like the the cussing on this show makes me roll my eyes so hard. Whenever they say it, I'm like, oh, you're using your big boy word for the night, huh? Right. They get like one or two per episode. So whenever I hear it, I'm like, well, let's tick that off. Mm-hmm. Tony's backstage. He's like, all right. So who gets the s word today? And it's like <laughs> Darby gets it. It's like okay, Darby called it. You know how um, you know how they they do supposedly they you, you've seen it in, in online sometimes they have the backstage board yeah and it says you know who who's got the roll up finish who's got the clean finish who's got the run in finish who's got the they also on the uh, they would they, they have they, to they, I guarantee if they pan back a little bit you would see damn shit hell exactly <laughs> I one hundred percent like on check on God guarantee that there is a a curse Ooh, keyword oh. Uh, Oh, 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 oh. That C- makes me roll my eyes too. C bi weekly. <laughs> right. Okay. But we wind up getting DMD hater and rebel and a map. But they do give a little uh vignettes mm. of, of Daniel and Cole, which were, were fine. But DMD hater, Rebel versus Rio, uh Ruby Soho, Statlander. And I thought this was a pretty good little matchup. I thought it was fun. It was fun, and Ruby and them go over. Again, we were kind of showcasing in a weird way Hater by having her. Every move she took would look like she'd been shot. Mm-hmm. And then we get the backstage. As Ruby and them go over with Ruby's, I like Ruby's little drop kick finish where yes. she drops her shoulders to the ground and kicks. It's good. Uh, Max Caster will be wrestling Pillman. They do a little backstage uh, argument back and forth with Mark Henry in the middle. I, I like yeah, the I liked... commentary on this episode. Yeah. I liked Mark Henry. I liked Taz. Taz is so I liked entertaining. Tony, you know what I mean. I, it wasn't the commentary didn't overshadow the action in ways that it can when somebody's yes. around every now and then. We previously talked about him being great. You know, I'm so so glad that the officiating at AEW is so good that we were allowed to have Jericho as a wrestler, not an announcer. Yes, I'm, I'm so I'm so proud of the officiating community. I will no longer be mm-hmm. taking criticisms of them. <laughs> right. Then we have this match between Pillman and Max, and this is an olive. That's fine. This is a ode to Max to Pillman's hometown. Caster does well early. Cheating happens here and there. Pillman winds up. I love, dude. I, I don't love Pillman as a wrestler yet. I don't know that I ever will because it seems like he has wrestled for a little bit, but I do love his finish. That springboard elbow is nice. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is nice. And um, so he gets the win here, and then you have them try to jump him post-match. You have Moxley come flying down to save the day. And you have uh, – if, if I somehow forgot to mention that Moxley won that match with Suzuki, I apologize. Because he did win the match with Suzuki and then party with the Cincinnati crowd post-Dynamite. Mm. This is the same scenario in that we want – the hometown to feel good, and they did that for us here. They brought out both hometown stars for this. Uh, 
I did think to it probably was really kind of neat if you're Cincinnati because they're 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 taping this back to back. Like so, I, I believe Rampage comes on. Like I assume if it comes on seven, then you need to be there at five fifty five forty five yes. because the wrestling Rampage starts at six. Yes. Right. Okay. And so I think it's kind of neat because they they basically got two hometown moments: one at six fifty eight and one at nine o two or whatever. That's right? perfect. Right, so good. They all went home happy, and and, and Cincinnati. Uh, I will I will I will say that if Max is if Max Caster is going to say how say derogatory things about pro sports athletes, he should remember Pete Rose. If you want to make fun of him gambling, feel free to. If you want to make fun of him winning, that dude won multiple world titles and is the most hit getter in the history of pro baseball. So get. Your sports references, right? Joe Burrows is killing it. Get your sports references, right, my friend? I Please. agree. Try to. And I thought it was a great week of wrestling they gave us. I just unreal. Unreal. The only thing I think that hurt the last half hour of Rampage was the fact that the first twenty minutes was so freaking great, oh my and gosh. I understand you booking it to where the hometown kid gets to cheer. At the end of the show with his buddy. Oh, for sure. I get all that. But Pac and Andrade is a main event anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Any any day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And and opening up for Caster and Pillman is, I get what you're doing. I understand where you're going. And I I know that there's a bigger story being told here and that you probably are saving the spotlight moment for this match at a different time. I can't. I, I agree though, because I also think that the it's become a staple on Rampage. The Mark Henry interview. Yes. I think it's neat. I think it's actually really cool. Yeah. I feel like I, that could have added to the story of Pac Andrade as well. Oh yeah. Especially Andrade goes in and you see that he has no respect for Pac, and then him earning that respect through the match would be really interesting. Exactly. Exactly. I, I feel. I feel like that would have just been structured better to. Why doesn't Tony call you? I don't know, man. TK, TK, give my man a call. Give, I, I'm, I'm willing and to able. telephone into Jacksonville. I mean, he's just, <laughs> he's just throwing around money. He's literally paying people to pay wrestle on other people's shows. Why not toss, toss some money my way? TK? AEW Jared, some, some. I'll, sh- I'll shill for you any day of the week. You ain't lying. All right, for my <laughs> man Jared, for me KP. This is a. <laughs> Go Home Heat Production, copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. Check out our friends at at the Daily Smark, as it is your one-stop wrestling info shop. You can check out their calendars, their filters, get all your specific information or around-the-world information, along with all your wrestling podcasts. Check it all out and go home.